Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of polycystic ovarian syndrome from the reproductive section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 31-year-old G0 woman presents with difficulty becoming pregnant. She reports trying to conceive a child for over a year. However, she has not been successful. Past medical history is significant for type 2 diabetes mellitus and obesity. On physical exam, there is acne and hair on the upper lip and chin. There is also acanthosis nigricans in the posterior neck. Blood tests reveal an elevated free testosterone level and LH to FSH ratio of 3. This is a case of polycystic ovarian syndrome. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with a brief introduction about polycystic ovarian syndrome. PCOS is an endocrinopathy that can result in ovarian dysfunction. It can lead to primary or secondary amenorrhea and oligomenorrhea. It prevents formation of the corpus luteum, impairing progesterone synthesis, which leads to unopposed estrogen proliferative effect on the endometrium that results in bleeding and increased risk of endometrial hyperplasia and cancer. This disorder can also result in hyperandrogenism, and this may present as acne and hirsutism. And note that patients with this disorder would have polycystic ovaries. Regarding the pathogenesis of PCOS, the mechanism is unclear, but it is thought that peripheral insulin resistance leads to hyperinsulinemia, and ovarian stimulation leads to excess androgen production. With regards to the epidemiology, PCOS is a common cause of infertility in women of reproductive age. Obesity is definitely a risk factor. Now let's discuss the clinical presentation including the symptoms and physical exam findings of PCOS. Symptoms include menstrual dysfunction, for example dysfunctional uterine bleeding and amenorrhea, along with infertility, hirsutism, and acne. Physical exam findings include obesity, hirsutism, acne, acanthosis nigricans, and bilateral enlarged ovaries on pelvic exam. With regards to the diagnostic evaluation of this condition, you would do laboratory testing, which would involve a total and free testosterone level, along with an LH and FSH level. Note that the LH to FSH ratio is greater than 3 in polycystic ovarian syndrome patients. You would also do a pelvic ultrasound, which would typically show polycystic ovaries. In terms of the differential diagnosis, the following differentials should be a part of your list. Cushing syndrome, non-classical congenital adrenal hyperplasia, androgen-secreting tumor, pregnancy, premature ovarian failure, thyroid disease including hyper- and hypothyroidism, and prolactinemia. Now let's discuss the treatment modalities used to treat polycystic ovarian syndrome. The main treatment modality is medical therapy. In obese patients, a lifestyle modification including diet and exercise would be recommended. In patients with anovulation, hormonal contraceptives would be first line. Note that this is also first line for treating hirsutism as well. And the second line agent would be metformin. In patients with infertility, clomiphene citrate would be the first line medication. And in patients with glucose intolerance, you would treat the patient with metformin. With respect to complications of PCOS, the main complications include infertility, endometrial hyperplasia and cancer, and PCOS is also associated with increased insulin resistance. 
Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 34-year-old G0P0 woman presents to an infertility clinic because she has been unsuccessful trying to become pregnant for the last year. She says that her husband has a child by a previous marriage, but that they have been unable to conceive together. Her past medical history is significant for obesity and diabetes. Physical exam reveals a patient with hirsutism as well as darkening of the skin of the neck. Which of the following would most likely also be seen in this patient? 1. Abnormal karyotype 2. Absence of the uterus and upper vagina 3. Inability to detect smells 4. Increase in FSH levels or 5. LH to FSH ratio of greater than 3. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, LH to FSH ratio of greater than 3. This obese patient who presents with infertility and is found to have hirsutism and acanthosis nigricans most likely has polycystic ovarian syndrome, which would also be associated with an LH to FSH ratio of greater than 3. Remember, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, is a form of ovarian dysfunction that can lead to infertility and oligomenorrhea. Though the cause is not completely clear, this disease is associated with obesity and insulin resistance with acanthosis nigricans. Specifically, insulin resistance can lead to high levels of insulin that impair ovulation and stimulate the ovaries to increase androgen production. Feedback inhibition by excessive ovarian stimulation will lead to a dysregulated LH to FSH ratio and the formation of cysts in the ovaries. The increased androgen level produced by the ovaries can cause hirsutism as well as acne. This disease can be treated with lifestyle modifications, hormonal contraceptives, and metformin. Okay, now let's review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, abnormal karyotype will be seen in both Turner syndrome and Kleinfelter syndrome. Both of these syndromes can cause infertility, however they are not associated with acanthosis nigricans or hirsutism. Notably, patients with Turner syndrome will have a webbed neck and streak ovaries. Answer choice 2, absence of the uterus and upper vagina can be seen in malarian agenesis as well as androgen insensitivity syndrome. However, these diseases would present with primary amenorrhea. Neither is associated with acanthosis nigricans or hirsutism. Notably, patients with androgen insensitivity syndrome will present with undescended testicles that may require surgical removal. Answer choice 3, inability to detect smells, is associated with Kalman syndrome, which is a form of hypogonadotropic hypogonadism that presents with delayed or absent puberty. This disease is not associated with acanthosis nigricans or hirsutism. And finally, answer choice 4, increase in FSH levels is associated with primary ovarian insufficiency, which occurs when menopause occurs prior to 40 years of age. This syndrome will present with symptoms of estrogen deficiency, such as hot flashes and vaginal dryness, but it does not present with acanthosis nigricans or hirsutism. In summary, polycystic ovarian syndrome presents with infertility, oligomenorrhea, hirsutism, and acanthosis nigricans. Next question. A 33-year-old G0 woman presents to reproductive counseling because she has tried to conceive with her husband for over two years without success. 
She has not used any form of birth control, and her husband has two biological children from a previous marriage. Her past medical history is significant for migraines, obesity, and type 2 diabetes mellitus well controlled on metformin. Past surgical history is notable for a childhood accident requiring hip surgery. Physical exam reveals some acne, extra hair on the lip, and a hyperpigmented skin lesion on the neck. Which of the following findings would most likely also be seen in this patient? 1. Abnormal number of chromosomes. 2. Inability to smell. 3. Increased LH to FSH ratio. 4. Increased prolactin levels. Or 5. Uterine adhesions. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, increased LH to FSH ratio. This patient with acne, hirsutism, obesity, and acanthosis nigricans most likely has polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, which is associated with an increased luteinizing hormone to follicle-stimulating hormone ratio. Remember, while the mechanism of PCOS is not entirely clear, one important mechanism involved is increased production of luteinizing hormone and abnormal ovarian stimulation leading to excess androgen production. This abnormal stimulation also leads the ovaries to develop numerous cysts, the finding that gives the syndrome its name. Since the hormonal imbalance is a key mechanism in this disease, one characteristic finding in the disease is an increased ratio of LH to FSH, which is usually above 3. Androgen levels will also be elevated in this disease. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, abnormal number of chromosomes, would be found in cases of infertility due to Klinefelter syndrome or Turner syndrome. However, this patient's presentation is more consistent with PCOS. Answer choice 2, inability to smell, would be observed in patients with Kalman syndrome. However, this patient does not have symptoms of central pituitary dysfunction, such as the failure to go through puberty or develop secondary sex characteristics. Answer choice 4, increased prolactin levels leading to infertility would be found in a prolactinoma which would present with galactorrhea rather than the symptoms seen in this case. And finally, answer choice 5, uterine adhesions can lead to infertility after uterine surgeries. However, this patient's hip surgery is unlikely to lead to uterine adhesions. In summary, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, is associated with abnormally high levels of LH and a LH to FSH ratio greater than 3. And that's all for this review about PCOS. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.